Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I did not realize how polarizing flavored coffee was. I put a poll on my Instagram stories asking you if this Andy's Candies chocolate mint flavored coffee looked amazing or made you want to vomit. 39% of you said it looked amazing and the rest of you said it made you want to vomit. And some of you were very passionate about it and told me how much you hated flavored coffee. I happen to love Andy's candies because somewhere deep inside me is an 80 year old woman dying to get out. I've always really been like a hazelnut coffee girl, which apparently a lot of you also find disgusting. But the one flavor I don't like, you guys, is French vanilla coffee. In fact, I don't like French vanilla anything. And what I really want to know is if in France, there is such a thing as French vanilla. Do they have a certain vanilla that tastes different in France than it tastes everywhere else? Or is it like the Hilaria Baldwin of vanillas masquerading as a French vanilla? Anyway, it's just something to think about. On that note, let's get to today's episode, shall we? I'm kind of obsessed with humans, human behavior, and the things we do all day, every day that we're not even paying attention to. In fact, I find it kind of hilarious. So much so, I built my career writing comedy on the observation of these behaviors. I'm Jenna Kingsley, writer, comic, creator, and host of the new podcast series, Social Studies. I have a very hilarious uh, comedian here today. His name is Jared Freed. You might know him as host of the J Train podcast. Do you have a bachelor podcast as well? I do a lot of, uh, I never shut the fuck up. That's my whole thing. Um, (laughs) I I, I talk about the bachelor. I used to say there's nothing more embarrassing than telling someone you have two podcasts, but now I have three. So I am. (laughs) Are you still doing the You Up podcast? That's the Betches one? I do you up with Jordana from Betches and I do J train and that's kind of my own thing that I've been doing for a while. And then I'm on the, the bachelor, which is Betches, um, uh, bachelor podcast. And I'm the third co-host on that. I was like, I've been having these things where I'm like, my throat is a little bit sore, but I was, I'm like, by the end of the week, I'm like, maybe I have coronavirus. It's like, no, you did 17 podcasts this week. That's That's a lot of podcasts. (laughs) So it's so funny because I, people do not realize how much work goes into one podcast. So I don't even know how you do so many podcasts. Well, I, I'm very good at, um, splitting them with other people. So I tape it like what we're doing. It's a zoned in conversation. Conversation. Like yeah. you are, you, you're, you, you've never listened more to someone than when you're in a podcast. Like I turn off my phone, I zone into the person. Right. You have and, to. And then by the end, you're just like, why is my brain mush? Like I'll, sometimes I'll tape two in a row and I'm like, by the end, I just like, I'm like, I need to like stare at my covers on my, 
fed. Like I need I to just it. zone out. Yeah. So it. that alone is just physically like on your mind, it's a little tough, but then, you know, there's a lot of other stuff. So I've, you know, sometimes hard subjects come out and I think like we're so used to a Twitter world where it's like headlines and yes. like people get like, or take the joke, whatever they want. But I think I love, what I love about a podcast is like you hear people kind of like, you know, you know, struggle with their words, which is like tone matters. That's such a good point. So, okay. A lot of things here. You're from Boston ish, Massachusetts. Outside of Boston, about a town called Needham, which is like 20 minutes outside of the city. So I am born and raised in New York city and I'm a loyal New York city, like to all the teams, Knicks, Rangers, uh, baseball, Red Sox fan. That's strange. What, uh, what every, familial connection do you have to that? Everything I learned about baseball, I learned from a Red Sox fan. Uh, I dated a Red Sox Boyfriend, fan for many years. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's why I became a, a Red Sox. Well, I asked what familial connection do you have to that? Because it's like, it's so funny. Like sports is such a family thing. Like it's passed down and, and it's family and location. Okay. Yeah. So, you, you know, what you find is so my assumption was someone you loved liked the Red Sox. And yeah, I, yeah. I would assume that this, this and person And this was like dated, a fever pitch level Red Sox fan. Like, had to have been. I, I mean, like my, it's funny because like you'll meet um, a lot of people from, like Philly is a huge Eagles town. And they love the, they love the Philadelphia Eagles football team. And yeah. so every now and again in Philly, you'll have... Cowboys fans. And you're like, how does a Cowboys fan exist in Philly? That's like their biggest rival. And it's like, Oh, they hate their dad. Uh, <laughs> that's what it is. Like, they're just going against whatever dad cheered for. And it's like, and, and again, like with the Red Sox, like, how do you, how are you a Red Sox fan in New York? Oh, you loved your boyfriend and he was obsessed. And it, it just always makes things always make sense. stuff on Instagram. I posted something yesterday where I was like the, I want to start commenting on people's Instagram vacation pictures with how much the hotel costs. I saw that. I I saw that. Yeah. And it's like, I'm joking. I'm making fun of the idea that like, where does the money come from? Right. I, I, I just think the, the economy of it is just very interesting to me and no one wants to talk about it because it's uncomfortable. It would used to be your neighbors would go on vacation and then you would just assume they went on the same vacation as you. Right. That's just the assumption. They, they're in the same neighborhood. We're neighbors. They paid this much for their house. I paid this much for my house. We must be in the same class. Now you watch your neighbors go on vacation and you see every Instagram story and you see the hotel tag and you spend the whole time kind of wondering <laughs> how the fuck are they on this vacation? What the fuck? And it makes you, and it makes you, and this is, again, this is what's driving kind of people apart right now that no one wants to really get into. It's making people, you know, talk a little more shit, like, you know, get a little bit more angry, yeah, it's become a little bit more like uh side-eye at their neighbor. A lot of shaming. And it's, it's something new that we never really, you know, growing up, I never wondered what my, you know, I don't think it was the same for my parents' generation. And I think social media is one of those interest. It's, it's happening. You can see it. And now with the pandemic, it's like, not only are you, how can this person afford it, but how can this person afford it 
during a, a pandemic where, you know, unemployment went up like crazy and there's no, you know, right, that type right. of thing. The pandemic has been, you know, an anxiety fucking craziness. Um, even making your dog anxious. I, the, the, the pandemic has made people so anxious because it's like, even the problemless are feeling this. through some of the questions I got for you. People were very excited to ask you some questions. And guys, if you're not familiar with Jared, he's also kind of known as a dating advice guy. So people were super psyched to send their questions in. Okay, here we go. One person wrote in, she asked, can you sleep with a guy on the first date if you like him or is that a huge mistake? Yeah, go for it. Why not? You like him. If you, I think like, don't make, I, I think like the big thing with sex and Sex is, is, I mean, you have to take a moment and I, I've had to do this and it's very hard is what is my relationship to sex? Nobody is going to that person on the date. I'm sorry. That person that you're like going out with, they're not going to make a, um, a move based on your emotional connection to sex. So if your emotional connection to sex can handle going out, having a good time, having sex, maybe not seeing that person again, ever again. Good for you. Go fucking do that. Right. But if you're sitting there going, this sex is going to matter to me, that's all that matters. That's you know? exactly like, uh, you know? how I feel about it. If, yes. if you feel ready to have sex, then you have the sex. And if you're so worried that the guy's going to not call you after that, then maybe think twice about the sex. Well, I think the biggest important thing too with sex is like, I think a lot of women do this and I'm only going based on the emails that I get. It's like, they kind of hold themselves to this, like, like uh, hold the sex they had against themselves, which is like, I, like, I, I like, which guys like, don't do by the way. <clears throat> never. Um, no. no guys like, Oh, I was such a whore. Having sex <laughs> on that first date. No guys are like, you don't beat the rest up. of their lives. Like, right. it's like, so it's so like, like, why I, can't girls do that? By the way. No, they can, but I think they do it to themselves. Like Gender I think a inequality. lot of times that they're like, well, he's going to expect because we had sex on the first date. If you had sex on the first date, let's just call it a good first date. And you had a lot of fun. Okay. Next date. Oh, he's texting you at 2 AM. That's funny because I'm not meeting him at 2 AM. Like I think like I, I, I it's a, this cross section of like taking it too personally and then not saying like, yeah, of course he's going to text you at 2 a.m. He's found someone who will say yes to his naked body. Stop <laughs> thinking of things through his eyes. Right. You, you know, if the second time he's texting you at 2 a.m., you know, the what people tend to do is they go, oh, now I'm the 2 a.m. person. And it's like, no, he's you're in charge the, of whether or not yeah, you're just, person. Yeah. So I would just say, hey, that's hilarious. I'm not going to like I would even say it's funny that you text me at 2 a.m. thinking I would do this. Like, huh, right, right. funny. Um, like I would wait till the, like if they text you, like, let's say in this scenario, they text you the next week, 2 a.m. on a Sunday morning. You wake up Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to like have a normal adult day because you're not fucking 22. Yeah. And there and you're like, LOL. I'm not meeting you at 2 a.m. Um, I'll do dinner, but this is this is hilarious that you thought I was actually out at this hour. Yeah. Like when you're fun and playful like that, that sets a standard that you're like, well, I'm not going to be this person. Good luck Are finding that. Are people still doing but also, booty calls I am at 2 a.m.? 
you're you're more than welcome to join me on Adult Island. And it's like I like that Adult Island. Yeah. yeah. And I think like people get too personally offended by the two a.m. because he might join you. Like he might go, ah, I gave it a shot. Like a lot of guys are like, ah, like got me. You know, like <laughs> a lot of guys. And it's like guys are that way until they're like dead in the ground. Like right. they're like, ah, but da 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 da. Like they're, like that's every guy when they when when and it's like so I think like they're not thinking of it personally. They're not like sending you that 2 a.m. text on a Sunday morning, Saturday night being like, let me text this whore that fucked me on 100%. day percent. They're it's just like, that. well, she did come over. She said yes once. I'm horny. That's who I have to text. And, and again, it's it's more simple and less personal than yes. we all want to believe. And I, again, I'm not blaming someone for taking it personally. I totally understand that. Like, it does feel shitty to be like, hey, we had this nice night. Now I'm like this you up text like fuck off but you know kind of understand the intent with which it came to you it's not that deep our next question jared for you from one of our listeners is i went on a great date with someone they still text me but they haven't asked me out again it's been weeks i am gonna i have an answer for this one okay if they're not asking you out they don't want to go out with you that's my feeling Okay. I, I, I think they just aren't really uh, sure of what they want from it. I think if you went on a great first date, then a great, you know, a great first date, like as much as people are like, I'm not looking to get married, but like you get on the track or you don't. And a great first date can mean like guys see a lot where they're like, this ain't going to be casual, but I did have a good time with this person. Right. So they string it along a little bit longer because he's still in decision-making mode. Do I go on that second date that basically insinuates that I want this to go towards something more than a casual? Third date, a fourth a third, date. Exactly. Like, it's like you get on the bus or you don't. And he's deciding whether to get on the bus or not. If I were this person, you have to ask yourself, when do you become unattracted to this behavior? Yeah. Instead of when will he text me back? When do I say no to his second date? When do I say no to his texting? I would get bored with that, to be honest. I would, uh, that's me. Like I would get bored. I, I come from the school of like, if a guy wants to see you, you're going to know it. But when do you get bored? You know, like that's, that's the question this person's asking. When do I give up on this? And it's like, I can't tell this person that. Like I, (laughs) I, I genuinely like had, you know, it's, it's the same reason people stay at the casino too long. uh, They go, well, I I've lost a hundred dollars. Once I get back to even, then I'll leave the casino. And they're doing the same with dating. They're going, well, once we get that first date and I see if I actually like them, no, they're chasing you know, the, the idea of what this person could be or what they want. And they're afraid of being alone and it's all fear and it sucks, but I, I, I do understand it. It's not crazy. Uh, yeah, no, I, I get it. Um, another question that I have to put in here because I love it's, I love how it's phrased. I know it was phrased incorrectly. 
when do you decide if it's okay to let your date give you COVID? I know what he meant to say, <laughs> but the answer is, uh, if someone has COVID, try not to let them give you COVID. Like never ah, is sure. the answer. But that's not what he's asking. I think, I think he was asking, when is it, what, like how much risk do you take in this COVID world with dating? Well, when is my is guess. It? Or well, maybe he well. just wants to know when it's okay to get COVID from your date. I, I would assume that he's, I would assume he's asking when is a person worth the risk? I, I guess, that's, right? that's what I think he's asking. I love how he phrased it by accident. Uh, why don't you both like go on a date and start with a test, like with a rapid test. Like that's fun. Yeah, that's something that's very 2021 and you would never idea. get. Yeah. Like, Hey, let's go, let's rapid test and booze, you know, and, and then have a great time. <laughs> like, Netflix and chill. Let's yeah, rapid test right. and booze. I like it. I like it. Oh, this is a good one because I actually am in agreement with this. Someone wrote, um, when people are on dating apps, are they usually involved in something else or not over their ex. By the way, I'm going to say yes to that. Yeah. You think so? I'm going to say that people, cause I always say, I tell my friends, like people are like, he never called me again. We had such a good date. I'm like, you know what? There's a good chance that he's still hung up on his ex oh, or seeing well, someone I else. Think, you know, I, not I think always, people, but well, I think people you use dating apps as very easy therapy. Like here's the problem with dating apps. Aids. Yeah. Well, I think the problem with dating apps is um, it's given people a superhuman ability to be social. And so they dating apps were created by nerds. They were created by people who weren't social. They were creating created by the non-social to be social. Yeah. So if you're already a social person, now you have superhuman strength. Now you have superhuman sociability when you're down and out and down on your luck. And the, you know, the X is in the rear view mirror. Still, the easiest thing you can do is, Oh, I should be social. Uh, that'll take my mind off of these other things. And the easiest way to be social is through these dating apps. So, you know, I, I think that's a possibility. And I, because like, and this is happening with a lot of uh, people that write into the podcast, they're encountering these guys that, are saying, I'm not ready to be in a relationship. And it's like, and, and you kind of look at this guy and you're like, you're not ready to be in a relationship. Like, look at you, you're an accountant. You're not that great looking. You're five, six. Like, what are you, what are you waiting for this? Like the ship of women that are coming to town. And it's like, yeah, but it's also, yeah, but it's like, he, he now has the superhuman strength of sociability to be out at a bar every night. Like before at dating apps to be in a bar every night was exhausting. It was also humiliating. You'd have to go up to women. Like the idea, like there's no humiliation. There's no physical exertion. It is easy to be out without being out. So I, I don't love dating apps. I do like meeting people in person, which is hard right now. Um, mm -hmm. Most of the people I've dated, I've met like in person somehow. Mm -hmm. When I go on a dating app, one of the first, when the people find out what I do, they're like, tell me a joke. And I'm like, I don't say to a surgeon, like operate on me. Like that's sure. not my, like give I, me an operation. I unmatch right away. I, I don't try to get, I'm not here to like, I would unmatch right away. Like I, I, do. I It's over. Yeah, it's like, immediately over. And I don't you know what respond. else? The other thing is, I'm sure you can relate. What's even worse is when someone tells you a joke and it's a bad joke. Yeah. I don't Instant even. Instant turn off. I un unfollow, I'm unsubscribe, sorry. un because I'm not here. I, I think like 
you're not here to like, you're here to find the right match. Like you live in 2021. This isn't 1908. You're not like looking for the next, you know, choosing between the best three farmers on the block and you'll make the, the, the farmer that you like the most fit you the most. Like you're not doing that. that. Like, you know, I'm into farming match. Um, you should be ruthless and you're, it's not your job to teach someone how to be, um, a, to how to respond better to you as a comedian, to you as a performer, to you as someone who puts stuff out there. So if someone can't understand that saying to you, tell me a joke is, is a dumb thing to say. The worst. They're immediately out. I'm sorry. They're just not your match. A lot of people are just trying to force square pegs into round holes where it's like, Oh, this guy, we had a great first date, but he won't make the second date. He won't ever make the second date. He was on the first date to fuck you. He's still trying to fuck you because you will answer his text. He's not getting, he's not going on that second date unless there's a guarantee of something physical happening and you should probably run away. Yeah, no, I do run away. Wait, this is a good one. Okay, I have another question. Go for it. Um, Do you think social media is ruining a lot of relationships? Um, I don't ascribe to that. Um, Okay. That to me, that's like saying, do you think this, this rain is making me wet? Like you're not going to, you're not going to be able to date in 1995. It's just not going to (laughs) happen. You might, you might've liked that to be the case. You might want that to be the case, but you have to be, you have to be a little bit more responsible for the world that, you know, if you're going to go out in the rain, you got to bring an umbrella. Well, I ask that because there's so much access, right? And I know I get it. Like, you know, guys will DM me who have girlfriends on their page. And I'm like, dude, like, what are you doing? And so that's, that's, you know, guys would come up to you on the street. It's, it's just, again, social media was created by the unsocial. Mark Zuckerberg doesn't look like he was the center of every party. You know, like he he looks like a guy who had problems going up to women. So the person that didn't have problems going up to women and could do okay, whether that, you know, it wasn't like they were a stud, but now they're operating at a, at a, at a crazy capacity of what they could have. And so that same guy was going to come up to you on the street before social media existed. It just was less of him. Yes. But what I am going to say to the guys listening, if you are in a girl's DMs and you have a girlfriend and there's pictures of your girlfriend and everything, it's a bad look. Yeah, but they know. They don't care. They, you know, like you're teaching someone who doesn't want to be taught. Like, that's girl, a, I mean, I'm not going to respond. <laughs> and sometimes I'll say your girlfriend's beautiful. That's usually. I'll yeah, be like, your girlfriend's and, and then beautiful. They move, but then they move on to the next person who doesn't say that. But my favorite is. If you, if I've said like, oh, your girlfriend's beautiful. They're like, oh, we're breaking up. That's, that's the big line you get. And I'm like, a lot of guys do this really maniacal thing where they want you to pull on the strip. So it's like, they'll be flirty with you to a point where it's then where you actively know there's a girlfriend, but it's your responsibility to cheat, not theirs. Right. And you're opting into cheating. They're not opting into cheating. And that's kind of what that's they're doing. So they're nice they're going, them. you see the girlfriend, so sweet. you see me. Right. And, then and by if, the way, there are girls that will bite. There are girls that won't care. Oh, they, they believe the lie. Right. Some people will go, they'll, it's like, it's like when two people, like I get an email a lot where it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm dating a guy who's married. And he's 
gonna Brady leave his wife. Is gonna leave his wife. And right. it's like, I understand that thought that they have. Like, I don't think that they, like, I understand how it gets there. None of us are perfect. All of us are capable of ending up snowballing into something we never thought we would be in. hundred so, percent. And, 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 and the DM guy is that you're stopping it at minute one, which I, I respect too. Like that's a, good for you. Some people go, Hey, Oh, from high school, how'd you find my account? And then it's from high school and it's right. like, Oh, it was just an old high school friend. And now it's like, wow, he, is he being flirty? Then you can't ask anybody. Cause you're like, uh, everyone knows that he's married. You're like, again, like I, right. And this is why, what I said before, like why I love a podcast because we're talking about this and it's like, I get it. Like, I, I, I don't think, I don't think any of us are above, uh, the capability to disappoint somebody. Well, we're all human, right? And humans make mistakes. Um, I want you to answer this one last question that someone wrote in. I hear this a lot. This is actually a big one. Um, My boyfriend follows and likes tons of girls' pictures who are constantly (laughs) posting bikini and ass pictures. Is that a red flag. Uh, I'm sure you get this a lot. Yeah, this is a very popular one, a popular one to the advice that we were talking about before, where it's like, you got to laugh at a guy being this way. And I'm not saying accept it, but you have to laugh at how stupid and cavemanish your boyfriend is sometimes. And it's like, you know, again, it's easy to laugh at it when it's not your boyfriend, but it's going to be one day. Oh, trust me, I had one of those. I I also had one of those. So like this happens, I think what you have to do is you can laugh at it, but also make, you know, give a stand. I think it's, it's a, like, well, I think it's a red flag. Look, I think, look, people, it's normal to look right. People watch porn, totally normal, like all of that. But once you're like actually actively engaging with a girl on social media, it's like, you want to get her attention. You want her to know that you're there. I saw there was a, there was a model that I was looking at the other day cause she's hot. Um, I was looking at her pictures and she has like a million followers and I see this guy, you know how you can see like the, the one friend in yeah, common who you follow, right? Liking every one of these pictures. I was like, is this guy <laughs> out of his fucking mind? Like, why does he have to like, you know, uh, like, you know, big ass, you know, whatever. Uh. Um, <laughs> like every post he was on every post and it's like, it's so awkward. I think there's a, Again, gray area. If it's a million people and they're liking it, fine. What are you going to do? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more for for me, it was like uh, I was dating someone who knew this girl personally and she posted like a picture of her ass, like just a picture of her ass. And not only did he like it from his account, he went and he liked it from his work account too. And I was like, really? That's how much support we have to give her ass? Like we have to be that supportive? That's a different thing. Like, again, it's different based on who the person is. If it's like an aspiring butt model. Which she wasn't. That he he doesn't know. Well, your situation is- Yeah, I've now turned this into a therapy session. is, Is very specific. Like that's someone who's like sending a message. Oh yeah, yeah. No, he like, used to write I, I mean, like your publicly. situation, I would say, hey, what's the deal? Like I, I like um, I'm seeing that, and when I, you have to put it in me terms. When I see that, I get really annoyed. Um, yeah, you're yeah, you're putting you're liking someone else's pictures, but if it's someone that's like a hundred thousand followers and you're seeing them like all their pictures, you can say like, hey. I don't care if you follow this person, but when I see, when it comes up that you like every single one of their pictures, 
I feel a little annoyed. And you can watch anyone you want to watch, but when you start liking and becoming, you know, their 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 number one fan, I get a little turned off. I when you're there, they're paying the highest level for their their OnlyFans now. Yeah, like, well, <laughs> no, but that's but that, that don't say no. That's another thing that's coming down the pike. I get those I questions out too. I think it's okay to let your partner know that something turns you off. Oh, absolutely. And they have the choice to, they have to want, I think all relationships are negotiations and they have to want to negotiate, you know, to make you feel better or they don't, you know, they might not. This next question was for me. Um, Someone asked, Jenna, are you single? And if so, are you dating? Ah, Do I want to answer this? Took a hard, took a hard right. I mean, here's the thing. I took dating off for a bit to focus on other things. And I got really busy with this. And also I have a son. So I'm also a principal and I am a janitor and a lunch lady because school is happening in my house. So, so like... I took some time off because I just was like, didn't have the, I didn't feel very like dating. You know, it's hard to go out when it's 20 degrees. There is a pandemic, which is a downer. Um, so my answer I is, I, I, I go ahead. I'm sorry. No, my answer is I'm, I'm, I'm probably ready to start dating soon again. I'm, I'm coming out there, everyone. You can, you heard it here first with Jared Fried. Why? You know, I think the first thing for you is like, you know, you don't have to explain yourself for taking time off of dating. Like, I, I don't think that like, it's interesting that you're like, I got this to do. I got this to do. Like, of course, like I'm busy. I, I don't, yeah. But I don't understand the, like, um, there's something people don't believe when you say, um, I'm really busy and like really spread thin right now. Like, but also that like life is enjoyable being single in the life I have now. Like, I don't under like I love, and I, I'm sure you do. I love working. I love doing what I do. I know yeah. you do too. So like, if I could be creating something awesome right now, when, you know, I, I spent uh, the first six months of the pandemic trying to figure out what the fuck I should be doing. Like I yeah. felt very do, like doing nothing. Um, this is like, I'm psyched to be doing this right now. And so I'm really consumed with it. And I'm totally happy sitting with my son and just hanging out at the end of the night and whatever. How old's your son? He's 16. He's going to be 17. So you have a 16 year old son. I do. I do. That's insanity. I know. He's awesome. I, thought, I legitimately thought you're going to be like, yeah, he's in the baby chair. To like, <laughs> my, yeah. My... Yeah. We're basically the same yeah. age. No, he's turning 17 next month. Oh my God. That's like an adult. I that's, know. That's it's a real crazy. Deal. And he's awesome. He's fun. He's smart. He's a good man. Like I love hanging out with him, you know? Oh my God. Yeah. It's fun. And he has a great sense of humor. Uh, it's Good awesome. I'm lucky. I'm lucky. But to answer the question, yes, I am coming back out there on the dating market soon. Everybody. I'm How do you, what type of person out. do you want to meet? You know, someone who's breathing. <laughs> no, I want to meet. Like, what are you looking for? Like, okay. I, I know that's a tough question, but like, are you, I know what, ex- I, what am I, I'm looking for first and foremost, a good person, someone who, first of all, chemistry is super important to me. I want like hot, red hot chemistry. 
I don't fake it. So I don't want to fake like, Oh, he's great. Looks, he's great on paper. That's not for me. I want to be like, I want to want to touch you at all times. I want someone who's funny. I definitely want someone who's Mm -hmm. funny, not someone who's going to do stand up for me. We don't need that. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, someone who's funny definitely gets my jokes and appreciates them. Uh, yeah. Good relationships are like, are are improv, not stand up. I I, always believe Correct. Correct. It's Um, a two person improv game. I like someone who's like adventurous. I spend a lot of time like hiking and doing like outdoorsy things. I like to ski. Like, so I want someone who's like, and I love live music. So if someone will, I mean, not in the pandemic, obviously, but non-pandemic times, I see a ton of live music. Um, But I want someone who's like honest and like normal and trustworthy and a good friend above everything else. And a good cook who has OCD and cleans. Do do friends try to fix you up? People set me up. Yeah. People set me up. Yeah. How is that? All the time. Um, It's great. And I'm happy that they think I'm presentable to the world to set up. No, and I am grateful for it. I also like it because it's like going out with someone who comes with like references and a good recommendation letter, if you will. Uh, I can't, I'm not one of these people that's like, I'm not dying to be like in a relationship. If I'm in a relationship, it's because I really like the person. Well, I think that's a healthy way to go about it. I think like You'd be surprised how many people don't go about it that way. I mean, you wouldn't. No, I'm not surprised at all. I mean, they, they, (laughs) I mean, I think a lot of people's issues start at their goal is a relationship and just any relationship. And I think like that's happening a lot now. But I, um, no, that's what I'm looking for. And I'm kind of just like, if I find that great. And if I don't, I don't feel like, I feel like my life is great. And yeah. so I just want to date someone who adds to it. And it's not mm-hmm. like about, I don't care what job you have. I don't care. Like, I just, you know, I, I want it to be like a connection of some kind. That's really all I care about. Of course. I, uh, yeah, and I'm fortunate I'm always... to be in that position where I, I don't feel like, God, you, you don't feel in a race. I don't feel in a race. You know, yeah, I'm that's like, a good, good place to be. It is a good place to be. by the bell. We are out of time. Jared, I loved having you. Thank you so much. How can people like find you, stalk you, be part of your life? At Jared Freed on Instagram. That's the way to go. Yeah. Um, I, I put everything there. So okay. at Jared Freed on Instagram. I'm on Twitter and TikTok and YouTube and all that stuff. But and Facebook, if you, if it, whatever your thing is, I'm on there, but Instagram is where is kind of the center of it all for me. Definitely um, check out its podcasts, podcasts, yeah, plural. <laughs> uh, they're hilarious. And, um, Jared, thank you so much for coming. You're thank awesome. you. This was a blast. Thank you so much. Guys, thanks so much for tuning in to Social Studies with Jenna Kingsley. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to hit subscribe and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast. If you want to stalk me, you can do that on Instagram at Jenna Kingsley. You can visit my website, jennakingsley.com. You can follow me on Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube at Jenna Kingsley. If you have a topic you think we should cover, you can slide into the DMs or send me an email. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.